All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest episode of Well Disguised. I am your host, John Pritchard. I'm not even doing an introduction this time. We're just going to start with the music. I'm, Dave, I'm going to have to edit all that in later, but that's how we're going to roll this time, partly because you've been on several times, and I don't know what else I would say necessarily in the introduction, but as you can tell by now, I hope my guest this episode is my longtime friend, Dave. Dave, welcome back to Well Disguised. Yeah, I had to come back because um, you had Chuck Klosterman on and you know, he's kind of famous and I bet his uh, downloads are about half to mine. So I, I really need to bump my numbers back up. So. Yeah, the, the, the Chuck Klosterman episode pales in comparison to your Facebook friends as they have poured into the ranks of well-disguised listeners. But it's time to talk about Clutch, right? It is. We said that last time I was on and by God, we're going to do it. It's so I, I want to start with a question for you. Who wants to rock? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> so, yeah, so this episode, we're going to talk about Clutch. And to talk about Clutch or to do a show on Clutch, we got to do something first. So just hold on a second, Dave. love it uh when I, I see people in the crowd that it's their first time yeah <laughs> you can tell it's their first time going to a clutch show because they're like hey well this is cool and then they keep waiting and waiting like don't don't worry <laughs> yeah so if you didn't know before clutch takes the stage at every concert they come out to a song by a band called chuck brown and the soul searchers i believe called we need some money which Clutch doesn't seem to be in it for the money. They don't seem to be like one of those bands. I think it's probably an in joke that that's what they play right before they come do their concert. But, and that's, of course, Clutch did a cover of that song and it's released on the expanded edition of Psychic Warfare. So anyway, that's my little joke there to, to start us off. Metallica is the only other band that immediately comes to mind who does something similar with that ecstasy of gold yeah, which right. they come on i'm sure there's other bands and things that do that but nobody else yeah. comes immediately to mind maybe ozzy with um oh goodness now i'm drawing a blank on it's the opera oh the opera yeah i've looked up the title a <laughs> hundred times well maybe because we'll uh, when when uh when the jackass movie came out the, all the all the younger folks are like hey that's that's a jackass song it's like no it's the ozzy concert song. is it is it carmina Burana? yes that is yeah. it okay well we're, anyway we're, we're close to the limit of my <laughs> opera knowledge right there uh but yeah well, you're right Bugs absolutely pretty much the yeah. of mine. <laughs> right we're gonna do an episode about clutch and i want to dedicate this episode to that like six foot nine 300 pound dude that we see at clutch shows in north carolina who always <laughs> bats us out of the way on his way to the pit you know what i'm talking about i do <laughs> yeah I don't, if that dude from the Carolinas is out there, this show is dedicated to you because like I was telling my kid last time we were at the beach, I was explaining how the tides worked and, you know, how you go in here and all of a sudden we're 200 feet down the shore when we're coming out. 
that dude's the only guy I would put even money against the tides. <laughs> They're not going to budge that guy. Anyway, I digress. One of those bad podcast things about talking about, you know, personal inside jokes and that sort of thing. <laughs> so we're going to do an episode about clutch. And the way we've decided to do this one is I took Clutch's 12 studio albums, wrote them out on a sheet of paper, tore them up and put them in a, I think I put them in a bowl and pulled them out and Dave gets six and I get six. And we are going to tell you what we think is the best Clutch song off each of their studio albums. And we're going to go those in order of how much we like the song and we'll get into it in just a little bit. I told the story before about how I got into Clutch and it was probably, I mean, it was pretty late actually in Clutch's career. They'd had several albums out at the time, but I was heavily into Monster Magnet, still am into Monster Magnet, and was listening to Pandora, that music service, which may still exist, but they had the music genome project where they would analyze songs and, or at least that's what they called it and how they marketed it that they would play songs that sounded similar. So I put in Space Lord by uh, Monster Magnet and said, all right, Pandora, go find me similar music. The very first song that Pandora played was The Regulator by Clutch. And I never thought for a minute I'd find a song that I liked as much as Space Lord. And here's Pandora nailing it right out the bat. Got heavily into Clutch at that point. I bought several of their albums pretty quickly for really maybe the second time in my life. I made a mixtape or a mix CD. I'd made one for our wedding. My wife and I made, made some for our wedding to be like played during the ceremony or not during the ceremony, but during the reception. And then I made one of all these clutch songs and sent it to you in the mail because that's how into this band I was at. I was, you know, I was over 30 years old at this point, that, but it, you know, it's, it wasn't like I was 15 because I just wanted you to experience it. And that's, I guess, how we did at that point. Is that pretty much the gateway to how you got into Clutch, Dave? It was, yeah. You had uh, told me a few times, hey, uh, I like this band Clutch. Uh, you should, if, you, if you're not familiar with them, you should check them out. I'm like, okay. And I pulled it up on my uh, whatever streaming service I had. I can't remember what it was called. But um, so I, I had pulled it up and I'm a weirdo. So I always start with the earliest stuff. And I went, well, this it's okay, but I don't really get why John likes it because it was their early stuff was hardcore. Yeah. Um, and the first album, and then the I think the second album was an EP or actually uh, like B sides and like stuff that didn't make it on the first album. And I went, well, okay, that's that's all right. I'll I'll try some more and tried some more and I'll kind of sound the same. <laughs> and I'm like okay, whatever. And I had uh, just really gotten into Black Label Society and then we found out that they were touring together and you had sent me that cd in the mail <laughs> you sent an email with a write-up of all the uh of your review of each song which is fantastic by the way and i remember putting it in and uh me and my wife were driving somewhere we were, i think we we're on a road trip and we both went holy crap this is fantastic <laughs> so i remember i remember uh, your write-up in the email was uh for i think it's brazen <laughs> This is one of those uh, tracks that starts out live, but I don't think it really is. Dot, dot, dot. God, I love Clutch. (laughs) (laughs) Well, oh, man, they're so good. They really are. (laughs) I mean, they are, if you've never heard Clutch before, they are, you know, a lot of fuzz stones. What's 
commonly called stoner rock or stoner metal. Yeah, sludgy. They've got in that early era, they've got that hardcore element where, I mean, it's it's some of the rough stuff, some of the early stuff is a rough listen at times. Uh, but they've also got blues, they've got funk, and who knows what's coming next. I mean, you really don't know where it could be going next. I've called them before, I think going into a concert, so I've called them this is heavy metal for smart people. Smart people. Yep. And I'm sometimes disappointed by the the, the clientele there because I feel like these are all the only same people I see at every other show I go to. So maybe I'm wrong about that. But there is a cleverness to this band. Clutch is and almost always has been with one small exception I'll get into in a minute. Dan Maines on bass, John Paul Gaster on drums, Neil Fallon on vocals and lots of other instruments. And Tim Salt is the guitar player. And they're one of those bands. That's how they started. That's how they are now. And I'm sure when they end, it'll still be those four guys in the band. So with that kind of sorry introduction to my favorite rock band at this point, Dave, since you're the guest, I'm gonna let you go first. I will say that when it came to the random album draw, you got three, if not four of my top three or four favorites. In terms of albums, I should have reversed it, but let the integrity hold there. So I'm dying to hear which song from which album you pick first, because unless you like one of my songs or one of the songs off my albums better, I'm assuming this is going to kind of be your favorite clutch track. Mm. So I'm anxious to hear what's number one. Well, when we decided to do this, I I was kind of... uh trying to figure out okay what is the criteria is it really my favorite do do i do this as uh, for the listener uh are are we trying to get them in the clutch is it somebody that already loves clutch are they gonna which of course they are they're probably gonna disagree with several of the uh choices because that's how art works that's how music works and that's how the internet works which is fine i mean it it, yeah it's subjective uh if you disagree with us that that that's cool write in your disagreements to uh well disguised at one two three well disguised lane yeah right (laughs) fake town usa went anyway i'm sorry i I stole that joke from another podcast (laughs) anyway so so i went back and forth trying to figure out how what should I do? And then I went, oh, screw it. I'm just going to do some, do the songs that make me happy. Very so, good. That said, I remember I told you um, that whoever got Blast Tyrant would probably, it would be unfair if they also got Earth Rocker <laughs> because, God, both those two albums are amazing and fantastic and there's not a bad track on them. And of course, I got both. <laughs> right. So I am starting with Earth Rocker. And the song is Earth Rocker. Very good. Tell me why. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, again, you, you could pick damn near any song on that album. And, and I don't think anyone would argue with you. Uh, what got, what, what won it over for me is just seeing them do it live and the chorus. Because <laughs> Neil just goes, I'm in a rocker. Everybody get the message. <laughs> he, I mean, you, you can't see me doing it because it's a podcast and it's not a visual medium but he does that puts his arm out over the crowd and the whole crowd is with him part it is it's such a great song live it's such a great song not live but uh that's 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 what i'll put it over the top for me for that album well i i know we said before we started recording i wasn't going to try to go back and forth I love Earth Rocker, the album. I love that song. It's a great concert opener. I just want to go ahead and say right now at this point, 
when this is up in the show notes and on my Twitter account, I will have links to a Spotify playlist of all 12 of our songs. So you can hear them. If Dave's didn't sell you on it, <laughs> if that wasn't good yeah. enough to sell you on it. I don't um, know why, but it might right. not be. It does get better, I promise, <laughs> uh, when, when Clutch does it. That's a fantastic choice. Yeah. I remember, well, we we saw that them do that song before the album was released. I remember they they was like, "Well, here's a new song for you," and we're like, <laughs> "We're just kind of like, hey, this is a good tune. All right, cool, cool, cool." And then he did that. <laughs> we kind of like, "Okay, that's all right." And by the end of the song, the entire club <laughs> was yeah. doing it. So that's if that doesn't sell you on it, I don't know what will. I'll go next. Like I said, I did not get all my favorite clutch records but i am starting with robot hive exodus the 2005 clutch release and i am going to begin with one zero 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 one 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 zero one and i know if you're not familiar with clutch you're like what in the world is going on but that's the name of the song one zero 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 one 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 zero one zero one but Hive Exodus is the first of two records where Clutch actually featured a keyboard player. I believe his name's Mick Shower or Mick Shaver. I think the keyboards really sound more like an organ. This is much more of like a deep purple kind of keyboard mm -hmm. player rather than that more synthetic sound. The album is not as hardcore as some of the previous Clutch records. It's obviously because you do have this, this organ sound to it. The lyrics are typical Neil Fallon stuff, which I just call cool nonsense he's, you know? he's one of the best lyricists right if you've ever played in a fantasy football league with me there's a good chance you've played against a team called the robot lords robot of, tokyo. Lord of tokyo i was gonna ring that up i stole yeah. that from you by the way for another league of mine oh, that's fine so or you played with dave then uh because and that's obviously from this song The title is actually, if you know anything about computer programming, and I know maybe less than I know about opera, but you know how everything is bits and bytes, ones and zeros. And so some people I know have tried to look up what does what does this title mean in, in programming? Apparently, it's far too short to even say hello. I mean, to say hello, you need a whole lot more ones and zeros to do that. But it is certainly a reference to that. Neil uses the lyric, a periodic table with a centerpiece of mine which is like wordplay, like three different wordplays in the same lyric. It's a great tune. I hope you'll listen to it on our playlist afterward. 
it means I had to leave off Burning Beard. I had to leave mm. off Pulaski yes. Skyway. I had to leave off Mice and Gods. But that's mm. the nature of this. Uh, that's the nature of this format we picked. That's my pick off that album. Dave, what's your second song from whatever clutch album you want to go with? I went with the, the album Strange Cousins from the West. So it made it an easy pick for me because it's 50,000 Unstoppable Watts. That is an easy one. Uh, it was so easy. Uh, I think I had not gotten that album yet. I think it was by the third time you and I had seen Clutch live. And I think they played it at least two times, if not all three. And I remember it was just stuck in my head. And I just had to uh, Google Clutch and Liquor. <laughs> because I was like, I just remember those lines. <laughs> that that found it and i found the video and the video is fantastic if you have not seen the video you should go to youtube and check that one out you know all the videos are, are really good we can get into that with different albums but yeah that that one's a fun one it's it's a great video it's a great song uh it, it just absolutely rocks i could hear it anytime and and i will just get pumped up really funny if you're watching sunday night football they're uh, going to commercial music with a dun, 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 it sounds just like the beginning of 50,000 Unstoppable Watts and a song's in my head every Sunday night in the fall or that's every Sunday night I'm watching a game that's worth a crap. That is a great observation. You're absolutely right. I think you've told me that before. Yeah. And I'd forgotten it, but you're absolutely right. I love that song. I don't, Strange Cousins from the West is a bottom tier album for me in general. Yeah. So when you talked about it being a easy choice. Good, but not great. Yeah. So Drop Down that, I like a lot. Uh, Abraham Lincoln's, I think they just said, you know what, John Paul Gaster is a brilliant drummer. We're going to write a song and just let just feature him. Yeah. If I had gotten yeah, those yeah. two records, it's probably the two songs I would have picked. I think we're in agreement so far. All right. My next one is off Book of Bad Decisions from 2018. It's the most recent Clutch Studio album. Hopefully, we'll get a new one perhaps in the winter or maybe the spring. While there are several good choices, I went with In Walks Barbarella as my favorite. And again, this is my second choice in a row. I, I wanted to talk about the beginning that clutches the same four guys, you know, in the same way that ZZ Top and, you know, other bands are. But this is the second time in a row I picked a band, uh, picked a song rather, where there are other musicians. And this time it's a powerful horn section mm -hmm. <laughs> making it super funky in a you know, to borrow from the lyrics of the song in a parliament funkadelic kind of way that really takes this into a whole, almost a whole other genre. This is clearly the most funky song that Clutch has ever done. <laughs> As you have pointed out, there's a great video for this. It's a cool story with the narrator telling his son about basically 20 years ago, how the dad met his, his son's mom. 
and then works in a lot of sci-fi kind of imagery, including Jane Fonda as Barbarella. And as a huge Deep Purple fan, I love the lyric, space truck and sun ain't what it used to be. I really wanted to pick Hot Bottom Feeder, which is literally a song about making crab cakes. It's a recipe. Genius. It's, it is genius. And How to Shake Hands is yeah, another one of my favorite, favorites. Again, I didn't get that one. Thank goodness. Yeah. That's another tough album to pick from. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I'm with In Walks Barbarella for, I guess, our fourth track. Yeah, What's speaking be of that a- album and videos, uh, Ghoul Wrangler is also one <laughs> to watch on YouTube. I didn't really like Ghoul Wrangler as a song all that much until I saw the video. And, and, and I was like, same, oh, same here. Yeah. This is genius. We got lawyers in the barn. All right, Dave, let's go on. Let's keep it going. What is number five? All right, I had to go to Blast Tyrant for for the next one. Um, This one, Clutch fans are going to disagree with because, again, you could could pick literally any song except maybe the last two tracks because they're kind of, I don't know what you you would you wouldn't hear those in concert. Any of the other ones, you would you would definitely just if you heard it, the crowd goes wild. Like the mob would go wild, but that is not what I picked. I wanted to. I wanted to pick the regulator. <laughs> My wife is gonna yell at me for not doing that because that's probably the definitive clutch song. But I went with promoter of Earthbound Causes. Wow. I went contrarian on that one just because God is a great song. It just rocks so hard. I think I think we saw them play it, didn't we? Once. I don't remember. I appreciate it. And, and I went freaking crazy because <laughs> it just, it just, just every line of that one. I love it. And also speaking of the uh, lyrics, the lyrics are hilarious. I, I love that song so much. I love pretty much every song on that album, but I gun to my head. That's my favorite. No, thank you. That's enough for me. A little bit of If we could just talk about Blast Tyrant for a second, it is the definitive clutch record, probably. I love Earth Rocker, but I think Blast Tyrant is, to me, it's as good as any record ever, probably. I mean, it's that good. I'm thrilled you went off the charts that way, or at least to me, it's off the charts. Again, when we talk about clutch, you and Dave and I, we've probably seen them together 12 times. Yeah. And and you've seen them a few extra times with like your brother and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, clutch doesn't have, you know, they don't have to play pour some sugar on me. <laughs> you know, there, <laughs> there's not that song that clutch has that they have to play. So you, you do get some varied set list. And the way the band does it is they go in rotation. Each member of the band makes a set list every fourth night which is perfect it's so yeah. great it, and, and they even say they, they, the reason they like to do it is they said it keeps us fresh yeah because you, know, you, you get that muscle memory like like you said if say pour some sugar on me is going to get followed by bringing on heartbreak or whatever one's going to get followed by a master of others yada 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 they don't do that and it keeps them sharp it keeps them fresh it makes every concert fantastic well 
Clutch is at this point in terms of age, they are a classic rock band, although they don't sound like classic rock, obviously, or what we perceive as classic rock. There's, there's no, they're classic rock just in terms of age, but this is not a band for classic rock people. If you're wanting to go see like Leonard Skinner, for example, and you're going to go to the bathroom when they try to work in their one new song, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's, Clutch you, is going to be the band for you. Clutch. You have yeah. no idea what's coming next. Which you don't is know perfect. what's coming. You don't know what's coming next. You don't know what's opening. You don't know what's closing. They don't have those kind of hits from radio yeah. and MTV and corporate stuff that have. Yeah, they don't have, have a satisfaction that they have to play. Right. So if you're into the whole album thing, if you're into rock, which usually means you're into albums, you're not into singles. You're going to have devoured the entire albums, and you may get lucky. I would have picked Cypress Grove, but. Anyway, uh, you, you can't go wrong with any of them. Yeah, right. I remember one time we, we I remember they closed the gravel road one time we saw them. And the very next time we saw them, they opened with it. I'm like, Wait, you can't do that. And they did. <laughs> yeah. My next song is from Bill Street to Oblivion. It's a very bluesy album, obviously, from the title. Again, there could have been a lot of choices here. I wanted to pick When Vegans Attack because it's the most interesting to talk about, I think. But I went with The Devil and Me. Uh, Devil and Me has an absolutely killer riff. I think it's really cool lyrically. I could be wrong about this. Me could be Neil. But I think God sings the verses and the Uh devil and the devil sings the chorus. You know, there's that part where here's the part where the devil sings when he's hanging his head in a hard rain. I could be wrong about that. Um, I never thought of it like that, but I could be wrong. Listen to it again. You know, the inspiration of the title is from a lyric in the song, obviously famous Bill Street in Memphis is one of the spiritual holy sites of blues music in the United States. So for a blues record from Bill Street to Oblivion is a great name. I would like to have gone in addition to When Vegans Attack, maybe with White's Ferry. And um, this is the record. I feel like we almost have to mention Electric Worry is on. To the extent that Clutch has a standard, a big hit that they, quote, have to play, even though they don't always play it. It is Electric Worry, which you've heard on TV shows and movies and things like that. If if there's, I always tell people when they ask me about Clutch, if you've heard anything, it's, yeah. it's the song. You've seen it on a bang, 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 bang. The video game. Yeah. Right. I like, one thing I do like about Clutch, I would be happy for them to play football stadiums be happy to, for them to play 60 70,000 people but in the United States at least for the most part they're in the big club level selling a thousand tickets give or take you mm-hmm. know a little bit either way that's usually where they're at but they play everywhere exactly I mean, <laughs> they play they, everywhere they, and they sell the place out <laughs> yeah wherever they go they sell out and they don't just you know obviously we're from North Carolina if people are familiar with North Carolina they fig- probably figure they play Charlotte and a tour 
Clutch will play Charlotte, Asheville, Greensboro, Raleigh, and then come back to hit one or two more. And we've seen and, them in this one too. Yeah, exactly. They, they will cover the state. We've been to Guns N' Roses. We've been to Alice Cooper. You've been to Metallica and where everybody was sitting down. And I know we're in our mid forties and maybe that will appeal to me at some point, but not yet. Oh no. <laughs> and when you're in a club, you can't sit down you're not sitting, unless you're going upstairs. Right. You're unless, going upstairs unless you're, unless you're more yet. high dollar than we are. <laughs> yeah. Let's keep it moving. Let's go on to, right. I guess will be your fourth track. Yes. All right. I went with uh, psychic warfare, the album and the track is x-ray visions. And that, that's another album that was, you could do about any of them. Uh, but that one, the, the one that put it over the top for me again was the live aspect. It's fantastic live. Um, you just mentioned uh, Electric Worry. I remember we had talked about, yeah, they, they play Electric Worry a lot. It's kind of their hit and to the extent anything can be overplayed. But the fun part about it is, you know, one eye dollars coming after that. And then after Psychic Warfare came out, they when they would play Electric Worry, you'd think one eye dollars coming, all of a sudden, boom. Down, 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 down. First thing that I do, like, oh! They, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even say it. They, they, I'm just looking at you like, yes, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing that's all over our eyes, yeah <laughs> so that's that's what won it over for me for that song but again you could you could do son of virginia you could do my goodness you could do any of them i don't know if you saw i don't think we've actually talked but for father's day i made this horrible financial decision and <laughs> told my my wife you know maybe i'd like a record player and the first record i bought for it in the local record shop was psychic warfare because that's just like i gotta hear son son of virginia on vinyl yeah x-ray visions great choice too my fourth song will be from pure rock fury and this is kind of like some of the other ones i have maybe not some of my favorite clutch songs but they're real even one thing that has been said about clutch in different quarters is clutch has never had a bad album there's 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 some that maybe aren't quite as good as some of the other ones, but there's not a bad clutch album. Now, Neil Fallon has said in an interview that Pure Rock Fury is his least favorite clutch record. Hmm. Uh, I would not agree with that necessarily. But anyway, the song I'm going with, it's a little bit off the beaten path, maybe. I went with Careful With That Mic. This is a silly it's song. <laughs> it's yeah, so good. It's, you know, again, like Neil doesn't like Pure Rock Fury, clearly but careful with the mic careful with that mic i keep wanting to say wrong is one of the two songs that's produced by machine who is a frequent clutch collaborator and producer i i feel bad as a 45 year old white dude saying this but it's basically a diss track from the hip-hop vernacular that's what the kids would say these days there is a at least a popular myth that is probably wrong that it's about fred durst 
that Clutch had been touring opening for Lint Biscuit back in the 90s and probably thought all that was ridiculous. The whole rap metal thing was ridiculous. And, you know, so decided to make a diss track, but in total Clutch fashion, which means really clever lyrics and wordplay, like where Neil talks about he was waging peace against the Visigoths. And he uh, was tempted to seek the advice of Dr. Laura, but I ignore her. Both you and I know that past seniors, but rather intense. I'm ashamed to admit that I've been fooled by the seductions of violence. People walking around with ugly auras. At times, I've even tempted to seek the advice of Dr. Laura, but I ignore her. anyway i don't think clutch really loves the song they they never promoted it because i think they were afraid all the all no people are going to get us mixed up with that whole rap mm-hmm. metal thing so they yeah, never made a big deal joke, especially at the time it came out Right. They think, oh, my God, this is another band like all the rest Trying of them. To do it. That is now at this point, the clutch song I have never seen live that would be top of my list. Right. Yeah. And I don't I don't think we're going to get that one. It would be great, but it would that be seems a very special circumstance. And by the way, I 1000 percent believe that is about Fred Durst. Right. Well, <laughs> it's certainly more fun if it is. Yeah, the book I was telling you about that I was reading, uh, The Memoirs of a Roadie, uh, Durst doesn't come out great. Wow. <laughs> he comes out pretty much, you would believe that Neil Fallon wrote those lyrics about him. But, oh, yeah. I'll just put it at that. He, he doesn't come out terrible, but. But it's a funky song. It is. Like, it's... I almost always, like, you know, I almost always like rock bands when they get funky. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost always works. It clearly works on In Walks Barbarella. It works here. Let's go on to your next one. What's number five? All right, number five, I went with Clutch's self-titled album, and I went with Texan Book of the Dead. Ah. Uh, yeah, that's another one that you could uh, probably should have gone with Space Grass because that's kind of the definitive one out of there. Uh, like both the big news is, I like, I like, a lot. I, I like all those. Uh, Texan, though, Texan gets the crowd going whenever uh, they play it. They don't play it much. Uh, there's probably some recency bias when I, I told you this. I was at bar trivia a couple weeks ago, and I was wearing a clutch T-shirt, and the table next to me saw. I was like, "Hey, great shirt! Oh, thank you." And they're a little younger than me. I'm like, "Hey, cool." <laughs> she started singing, who and I thought of all the clutch songs that someone else was going to sing, I would think. Not that one. I would think Regulator or Electric Warrior or something like that. Like, oh, you know their stuff. <laughs> and then somebody else at the table was like, oh, yeah, that's a great shirt. Uh, anyway, that 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 might have put it over the top for me. But again, that is a great tune. Uh, anytime if, I play it, I'm pumped. <laughs> if I had gotten the self-titled, I would have been exactly like you are. I would have hated to leave off Space Grass. <laughs> but the Texan Book of the Dead which is kind of a riff off the Tibetan Book of the Dead. Yeah. It's kind of that kind of wordplay. You know, I don't know if it's specifically meant to poke fun at the Dalai Lama, but at least that, that new wave 
new age spirituality type thing that they're making fun of that point of the song is I've got the secrets. I found, I found this book, the Texan book of the dead, which kind of gives away that's a joke. And then, and then you get to the course and it's just all that gibberish, which is whether it's saying that all religions are just like new age, spiritual type stuff, whatever. It's hilarious. It's, and it's a good song. Yeah. Uh, so I completely agree with you on that. My next to last album, next to last song, I pulled Elephant Riders, which is an album I like a lot. Yeah. Elephant Riders was produced by Jack Douglas of Aerosmith and John Lennon fame. I went with the Dragonfly. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, so I went with the last track in the album, and this is going to be problematic on our Spotify playlist because whenever you listen to the Dragonfly, I didn't know this until I was researching for this episode. There's a hidden track at the end. So the dragonfly goes on. The dragonfly is the last song in the album and there's a hidden track at the end. So it goes on for like 12 minutes. But what I, I, I knew that obviously, but what I didn't know is that apparently there were three different hidden tracks and you didn't know from looking at the CD you bought, which one of those you were going to get, which seems to be kind of a crass move that maybe somebody came up with. Yeah. That See, was um, they just did that back in the 90s i don't know why right right but you know i like the title track i like mm-hmm. eight times over miss october i like the soap makers i like green buckets i almost went with green buckets which is literally about recycling bins yeah. and it's probably the purest love song that clutch ever did where they talk about you know you know we could put out the trash every thursday night or whatever which is kind of like what what married life is in a way right but the opening lyrics, I just wrote them down, so bear with me for a second, to the dragonfly, or could have been a swan on a glassy lake, could have been a gull in a clipper's wake, could have been a ladybug on a wind chime, but she was born a dragonfly. And you probably think, well, that's a metaphor. What kind of lady is it if this lady is a dragonfly? But with Clutch and Neil Fallon, again, I'm going to run up on the limits of my knowledge, like when it comes to poetry, but I don't know if it was like Thoreau or Walt Whitman or Ralph Waldo Emerson, where, you know, sometimes a poem about a tree is just about a tree, yeah. right? It's, there's no deeper meaning there. You know, this is just about a lake or whatever. Sometimes with Neil Fallon, there ain't, there ain't yeah. no metaphor. This is a song about a bug, you know, like the dragonfly is about a bug.
It's not about the metaphor of what, you know, but she was born a dragonfly. Firebirds from Psychic Warfare is the same way. I remember telling you how much mm-hmm. I like that song better when I realized Firebirds wasn't some like weapon or something. But he was talking about the Pontiac vehicle. <laughs> you know, we need to get Firebirds, which, you know, with a band named after a car part like Clutch, maybe that should have been obvious. Oh, but- true, 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 true. All right. I remember one time I was visiting Raleigh for my birthday and went to a steakhouse called Firebirds. It was delicious. Uh, it was so much food. We we got a to-go box and they put it in a bag. So that, that bag sitting on the table in the hotel room and just a big Firebird just is on, sitting there on my hotel. And every time I look over, I'm just like, going, Firebirds! Yeah. I can't sleep, damn it. Right. Damn you, Clutch. So um, anyway, so that's my pick here. I will say one more thing. And the, the riff, I mean, Clutch has a lot of good riffs, but the Dragonfly riffs, one of the best. It's one that of those Sabbathy Tony mm-hmm. Iommi type yeah. really laying into it. So, all right. I can't even remember what, oh, I, oh, it's no, uh, trans- I bet you can guess this one. <laughs> yeah. I, so this is the part where Dave talks about a Shogun called Marcus. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> but anyway. I mean, obviously. Spoiler. Well, I mean, well, I, I guess well, you have another album left, so they might not know Transnational is coming up. Right. Yeah. It's a Shogun named Marcus. It's it's a great tune. They probably the only one they play with any consistency off that off the first album. They and I know they played a few. Uh, I know they did Monster Trucks one time we saw them, which I didn't remember that until somebody on Twitter was like, oh my god, Monster Trucks. Oh yeah, I guess they played it. But yeah, that, that's the most recognizable one on the album because in my opinion, it's the best one. if you for for that the album version you don't really it doesn't sound that much like clutch but of course when you hear and play it live or see it live like oh it's 100 percent a clutch tune uh it's great <laughs> i don't know what else to say about it it's just uh you, aaron neil did um kyle shutt's podcast from the sword and kyle asked him like oh well, did you guys really get a lot into the play like not until beefs and butthead <laughs> Right, <laughs> and if you look up Clutch on YouTube, that's one of the first things to pop up, and it's Beavs and Butthead riffing on that video. They do give it their seal of approval because, of course, they do. <laughs> it's still weird. That's one of the first things you see because they haven't been relevant in quite some time. When we divvied up randomly the albums, I remember obviously thinking you got a bunch of my favorite records, but you also got two of the most obvious ones to me. Yeah, Transnational, that was clearly the choice there. And for me also, Strange Cousins from the West was going to be 50,000 Unstoppable Watts. That's that's just the way it was going to be. To close things out, I got Jam Room. I said Clutch has never released a bad album. I think that's true, but Jam Room's close. It, it, to me, it's just raw, and it sounds yeah. like demos. I mean, the name of it's Jam Room. It sounds like demos, and several of the songs on Jam Room were reworked came out later you know i really wanted to put who put who wants to rock because i do think who rocks who wants to rock is cool 
And when Neil uh, or sings it at the beginning, yeah, when he does that at the beginning of a show, that's always cool. I like that. It's also only 84 seconds long, but I'm going with, and I'm cheating here, but I'm going with one eye dollar, which is on jam room. I like the version of Bill Street better, but you know, they, they, they reworked, they, yeah, they reworked it and made it better for, from Bill Street. But this version is so cool. It's maybe a little more primitive, but I like the whole thing about Satan in the White House and the references, you know, the, the song title, One Eye Dollar, yeah. the reference, you know, to the $1 bill and the all-seen pyramid and the Freemasons or whatever else. Just typical clutch stuff. This version's a little raw. It's not great, but that's what I'm going with. But still, it's a great tune. <laughs> To recap our list, we'll start him from Dave with Earth Rocker off the album of the same name, then 10-0011-10101, My Choice from Robot Hive Exodus. Then Dave gave us 50,000 Unstoppable Watts. I went with In Walks Barbarella. Then Dave gave us Promoter of Earthbound Causes from the fabulous, tremendous Blast Tyrant record. I went with The Devil and Me from Bill Street to Oblivion. From Psychic Warfare, Dave gave us X-Ray Visions, while I went with Careful With That Mic from Pure Rock Fury. From the self-titled record, Dave gave us Texan Book of the Dead, while I went with The Dragonfly off Elephant Riders. And then finally, a shogun named Marcus was Dave's pick from Transnational, and I went with one Eye Dollar from Jam Room. That's a great way to get introduced to Clutch. That is. Then... Check out all the cover stuff they did recently. Well, yeah, and I well, and I said, well, I'm not really prepared for this, but I'll see if you are. Maybe I'll go first. I said we could have a bonus. Yeah, yeah, you did, and then I didn't prepare for that. <laughs> well, I'll let you think about it for a minute because there's a lot side bands that they've been in. I think they've mm-hmm. done a good job. Bakerton Group, I really like those albums from that band. Yeah, but the company I'll, band's really good. Yeah, the company band's really good too. I will go with. Fortunate Son, the cover, the cover off, uh, obviously the Creedence Clearwater revival track, which I would probably say was one of those songs that I never really need to hear again. Until Cl- yeah, until Clutch did it, and then that's a Clutch song now. Yeah, I know because it, you didn't need to hear it again because you've seen enough movies about the Vietnam War and you've heard that song either in the trailer or the opening credits or during a helicopter scene right <laughs> and i remember when clutch released it i'm like really okay well i guess they would be all right doing it and then <laughs> listen to it oh okay yeah they 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 did it right they did it justice harping back to seeing them live but the last time you and i saw them they they finished with that song and the the club was sold out so it was packed so there wasn't really a mosh pit until that song 
Yeah, and it tore the place down. It tore the roof off. It it did. It it blew the doors off, and Neil goes, I can't believe it. They're moshing a credence. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah, well, we were. That was our last concert that we saw. Uh, Great way to end it, I guess, in um, uh, 2019. (laughs) So what do you want to go with? Have have I given Um, you enough time to come up with one more? uh, Evil from uh, the Howlin' Wolf tune. great too yeah i heard that the other day it was on the well it was satellite radio I'm like oh okay well maybe i will add. i did not realize it was helen wolf well maybe i did but uh and there's easy top cover was good yeah yeah, yeah um, they're all good i mean if yeah if they're gonna do a if they're gonna do a turn of course a lot of times i don't even realize their covers because they yeah. like to i mean fortunate son i would say it would have to be the most famous song that they've done and i all the others, it wasn't till much, much later that I realized it was a cover tune. Politician was a cover of a Cream song, and the original kind of sucks. Well, I, and I was going to say, I know one of the things a lot of times in pop culture we don't like is when people go back and mess with their original. Like, mm-hmm. you know, George Lucas messing with the original Star Wars right, movies, yeah. being one of the most famous. But you may disagree, but I think when Clutch went back and revisited Willie Nelson... That was good. The band has just gotten better, and they mm-hmm. made what was already a good song an even better one when yeah. they went back and revisited it. And you know, I like the original, but then I heard the their remake of it, and I yeah, absolutely. I think it's hit or miss. It kind of depends on the version. Jethro Tull did that on a box set. They just went back and revamped a bunch of tunes just for the hell of it. <laughs> it worked, mm-hmm. but other other times, hey, here's a remaster. Uh, you, just a cash grab right right a lot of times i think bands do that to yeah, I think, uh, some sort of publishing i think it's motive. a publishing thing too uh bad yeah. religion did it with a 21st century digital boy and i criticized him for it and then i read the bad religion book like oh yeah it's a publishing thing and they, uh, they won't be able to apparently taylor swift's getting ready to do it you know because yeah. she had that well-publicized feud big, yeah and so Hey, she so goes back and re-records everything, and now she'll get all the money yeah. in perpetuity. Yeah, the, the more books I read about stuff like that and the more podcasts I hear where people discuss it, I, I guess I get a little more forgiving because, oh, I, yeah, because one thing on uh, the Kyle Schutz podcast, he had a guy from the guy from the Melvins, and he said, yeah, it's funny. Everyone was going, oh, yeah, well, nobody's making money uh, anymore on record sales. And he went, when did we ever make money? <laughs> Right. The record companies made money. Now they don't. Right. The artists never got paid unless you were huge, like Metallica or Def yeah. Leppard or somebody or Bon Jovi or Taylor Swift. But right. Yeah, for for ninety five percent of the acts, we never got paid. Yeah, man. Buy your t shirts. Buy, yeah, buy, buy your concert tickets. Concert tickets. That's how you support the bands you love. You can whatever. Yeah. Anyway, let's wrap it up. All right. I do want before we do though, I wanted to say or ask you, you're going to a festival in yes. September. Yes, fingers um, crossed, as long as this stupid Delta variant doesn't screw everything up. Tell us a little bit about that and tell us who you're most excited to see. 
Oh, uh, well, good Lord. Well, there's 160 bands, so how much time do we have? Well, <laughs> not that long. Hint, hint. <laughs> Let's see. Well, Clutch what's is the, on there. That, well, wait a minute. Well, what's, what's the name? It's the Blue Ridge. The Blue Ridge Rock Festival. It's in the Danville. Blue Ridge Rock Festival. Yeah, it's uh, Danville the second weekend in September, Thursday through Sunday. The ones I'm real excited about on Thursday would be Black Label Society and Testament. Uh, <laughs> those are the two biggies. Uh, Clutch is going to be there. I believe on Saturday, Avatar will be there. Saturday's pretty stacked. They've got, yeah, let's see who they've, they've got a bunch of crazy ones that are a little more obscure, but we've seen them before. Like you're not loose, you're wage war, you're <laughs> ones with the insane crowds. Let's see, they got Shine Down. They got. I've never it's been to a huge. festival. Yeah. I, and oh, I, they got Limp Biscuit. Yeah, yes, Limp hey. Biscuit is there. <laughs> uh, but, uh, oh, uh, Megadeth and Lamb of God are playing Saturday. That's. I, I think it's a little a weird. Lip Biscuit is headlining, is one of the headliners at lots of festivals I've seen advertised. And I find that fascinating that yeah, Lip Biscuit has, Biscuit has made this comeback in that way where like they're not usually playing the Saturday night slot. Yeah, but, I, I never thought, but, they were, I mean, they were big, but they weren't. I guess everything comes around at some point, I, you yeah. know, and this is a the second 15 minutes or whatever, but well, I'm excited for you. I would be going, except for the fact that I got a lot of work commitments. And then, like, all my favorite bands who are going to be playing there just decide to play near where I live. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you, know. well, I you told me, hey, you know, Avatar's coming. Like, uh, I'll still be at the festival. <laughs> right. Because they're playing so, they're playing the festival that Saturday, and they're coming to your town Sunday. <laughs> yeah, they need somewhere else to play. So I'm going to see Clutch with you. And yeah. I'm going to see Avatar, show, yeah. and we're going to see uh, we're going to see Black Label. Black Label's coming in October. Tell uh, tell Pepper and the guys from Corrosion to Conformity. Oh, yeah, I said hi. Yeah. North Carolina Zone, our our band. That's uh, right. Yeah, yeah tell those guys. Band. Tell them I said hello. They don't know me, but you know I do love Coc. <laughs> but yeah, we've 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 seen you a few times, guys. <laughs> right. Saw them open for Maiden in '92. All right. Well, Dave, I appreciate you coming on as always. I'm always happy to talk to you. It's fun. It's always a good time. Yeah. I think it's good for me to do this where it's not me droning on for, <laughs> you know, minute after you minute. Quite well. well, thank you. <laughs> but uh, it's also nice just to have this type of dialogue. Just to update on Well Disguised. It's the middle of the summer. It's vacation time. I need a break. So this will be the last episode for July for sure. I'm going to take the, there should be another one, you know, they come out every two weeks, you know, good Tuesday, bad Tuesday, but we're going to have a few bad Tuesdays in a row. I flatter myself by using that, <laughs> that, that joke, but so I'm going to take a couple weeks off and I'll be back in August and got some more things planned, including Dave and I, I, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to give too many details, but we are working on an in-depth, perhaps more in-depth than we initially even planned. I don't want to spoil it, but we are working on another one. I think it'll be cool once we finally get it and put it together. I don't know if this helps or hurts, but I found out there's more than one book. <laughs> Say no more. Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> We're getting a little held up because we just got some reading to do. Um but anyway, so that's coming out. I, I do think I can see the sunset of Well Disguised that, you know, this, this podcast probably won't go on forever, but I got, I got, a, I got a few more episodes in me that I want to do. And if you listen, if you've ever listened, if you've ever downloaded, 
I really do appreciate it. It's really an honor to me that so many people do listen. And uh, not that it's a ton of people, but it's a lot more people than I would have ever expected or who would know personally who would care about the stuff that I talk about. So I really appreciate you doing that. You don't have to leave a review on iTunes, but I certainly appreciate it. If you do like this, if you wouldn't mind telling somebody, that's the best thing you can do. That old old fashioned word of mouth. I'm not good at the marketing thing, the Twitter marketing thing. Maybe I would be if it were a product, but when I'm marketing myself, I'm just not that great at it. But in any event, thank you again so much for listening. Dave, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me as always. Uh, Wait a minute, wait a minute. Do you have anything you need to promote? Um, no, my SoundCloud still isn't up. All right. Well, <laughs> watch this space. When his SoundCloud's up, we'll let you know. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And I will see you soon.